Hey parents, Trusty Narrator here, and I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast from the creators of Who Smarted called Mysteries About True Histories. It's full of adventure, riddles, jokes. We even snuck some secret math into each episode, including the title of the show. If your kid likes to laugh and learn, then they're going to love Mysteries About True Histories. Out now wherever you listen to podcasts. The year, somewhere between 600 and 700 in the Common Era. The location, the home of a wealthy family in Persia, which today we know as the Middle Eastern country of Iran. Yoo-hoo, chef! Where is my chef? This is believed to be the birthplace of one of the world's most sought-after snacks. Hello, chef! I need more cakes! It's also a time when sugar was just starting to be used everywhere in the Persian Empire. So sugar rushes were definitely a thing. Whee! You called for me, ma'am. Yes, I want to eat more cakes. They make me so happy and energetic. Like I said, sugar was a new thing. Yes, my lady. I will make you more cakes. Wait! The first cake you made me was undercooked. And the second was overcooked. You need to get this cake just right, or you're fired. Oh, I will do my best. And use lots of sugar. It really gives me so much energy. I feel like I could do anything. I just need a quick nap first. I probably don't need to tell you, smarty pants, but a sugar rush is pretty much always followed by a sugar crash. In the meantime, our poor chef here needed to bake the perfect cake. The problem was... In the 7th century, it is hard to tell if the oven is set to the right temperature to bake a cake. It's not like they had a fancy stove where you could set the temperature and an alarm to beep when the cake was ready. Yeah, right. Like that's ever going to happen. It does happen. But not until the 1800s. Instead, this clever chef came up with a different plan. What if, instead of a full cake, I took a few small globs of cake batter and put them into the oven? Once they're fully cooked, I'll know the oven is the right temperature to bake a full cake. It's brilliant. It was brilliant. From then on, bakers in Persia cooked little globs of flour, sugar, and fat as a test for when to bake their cakes. However... Those little globs were also quite tasty. Mm, I can't stop eating these little cake globs. And that's how these clever chefs from Persia accidentally created the earliest versions of the wonderful, mouth-watering, guilty pleasure enjoyed by people of all cultures and nationalities, what we know as cookies. But how did cookies become a global phenomenon? Where did all the flavors and varieties of cookies come from? And why are they called cookies in the first place? It's time for a whiff of delicious homemade science on... Who Smarted? Who Smarted? Who Smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! Everyone, we make smarting lots of fun on Who Smarted? They may have started out as a way to test ovens for baking cakes, but today, cookies are a massive worldwide treat with billions eaten every year. So, how do you think the word spread about this tasty treat? 
There were actually two main factors. Kids and war. After the Persians started baking cookies, the bakers gave the little bits to children who discovered just how tasty they were. Yummy! And you know, if kids like it, it's gonna catch on. At the same time, Middle Eastern nations like Persia were starting to explore and conquer other countries. And in the year 711, not long after the cookie was invented, Middle Eastern forces arrived in Europe, invading and conquering the region that is now known as Spain. While the Europeans did not like seeing outsiders take over their lands, they did enjoy the treats the Middle Easterners brought with them. Delicious! Middle Eastern cooking recipes soon spread to other parts of Europe, including France and Italy. In the 1500s, Renaissance cookbooks of Italy had lots of cookie recipes. One Italian cookie that was light and crunchy on the outside and soft inside was brought to France during that time, and the French chefs found a way to perfect it. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho! I put feeling in this treat. C'est magnifique! Oui, oui, oui. I love it. What do you call this? It's called le macaron. <laughs> Macarons, filled with a mixture of chocolate and cream, known as ganache, would become the most popular treats in Paris. Notice they were not called cookies. In fact, the earliest cookies were not called cookies at all. Huh? Over the years, cookies have gone by a variety of names, such as jumbles, biscuits, galletas, and plunkets. Some cultures still use those words to describe cookies today. So where did the word cookie come from? Because you could cook it? Good guess, but no. The word cookie has its roots in a Dutch word that means small or little cake. When Dutch and other European immigrants came to the United States in the 1600s, they brought their cookie recipes with them. And a few centuries later, the United States has become home to the largest number of cookie eaters. Yum, 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 yum. America is also the site of a genuine cookie miracle. In 1937, Ruth Graves Wakefield was the owner of a very popular restaurant in Whitman, Massachusetts. The name of the restaurant was The Toll House. Ah. One day, with the help of her pastry chef, Sue Brides, Ruth came up with something legendary. The scene might have happened a little bit like this. Hey, Sue! I'm expecting a big crowd tonight. Make sure you bake a lot of chocolate cookies with nuts. Slight problem, Ruth. I'm out of baker's chocolate for the batter and I'm out of nuts. Uh, we better come up with something. I got it. Two words. Lobster cookies. Uh, no. Where do you keep the ice pick? Ice pick? What, are you going to make ice cookies? There's a big block of semi-sweet chocolate. What if we broke that up and used it for the cookies? I don't think it's going to work. Semi-sweet chocolate doesn't melt like baker's chocolate. It won't make good batter. I don't want chocolate batter. I want... All right, smarty pants. What do you think Ruth wanted to make using an ice pick to chop up a big block of chocolate? Did you say... I want to make chocolate chips. Chocolate chips. Wow, that's a wicked good idea. Much better than lobster. Then, with her ice pick and semi-sweet chocolate, Ruth Wakefield created the very first chocolate chip cookie. Also known as the Toll House Cookie, named after her restaurant. 
The story has become legend, with many claiming Wakefield came up with the cookie after running out of nuts or baker's chocolate. But Wakefield was a successful business owner and a perfectionist, and historians say it's unlikely she would have run out of those things. She apparently had thought up the recipe during an earlier vacation. That's brilliant. It was brilliant. But it's one thing to have a popular cookie at a local restaurant. And it's another to create the most popular cookie flavor of all time. Shortly after its invention, the Toll House cookie became known far and wide after it was mentioned on a radio show hosted by a food expert who was famous for their dessert expertise. Who do you think it was? Was it A, Famous Amos, B, Miss Fields, or C, Betty Crocker? Well, Famous Amos and Miss Fields definitely became famous for selling cookies, but it was cake-in-a-box dessert queen Betty Crocker who turned the chocolate chip cookie into a worldwide phenomenon. There's something new and exciting in the Betty Crocker kitchens, and here's Betty Crocker herself. Soon after the radio show, chocolate maker Nestle started printing Wakefield's recipe on packages of its semi-sweet chocolate bars. Now everyone could make chocolate chip cookies, which is easily among the most favorite cookies of all time. Have had a chocolate chip. However, the top selling cookie in the world is not the chocolate chip. Can you guess what it is? Chances are you've eaten one, maybe even today. Want to know what it is? Stick around. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at IXL, you don't have to go it alone. IXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. IXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com smarted. Visit IXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. 
With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From Calorie Smart to Protein Plus to Vegetarian to Keto Options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code smarted50 at factormeals.com slash smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to who's smarted. I gotta admit, All this talk about cookies has my stomach growling. We've covered the earliest cookies and one of the most popular ones, the chocolate chip. But like I said, the chocolate chip cookie is not the top selling cookie in the world. Do you have any ideas what it could be? Hmm, I'll give you some hints. See if you can figure it out. Ready? It's made with chocolate, but it has a creamy filling and looks kind of like a cookie sandwich. Have you figured it out? Why, of course, it's the Oreo cookie. Approximately 34 billion Oreo cookies are sold each year. 34 billion. That's a lot of cake globs. While Oreo sales are huge, the cookie itself is rather small, especially when compared to the largest cookie ever created. According to Guinness World Records, the largest cookie ever made was 101 feet wide. That's larger than a full-sized NBA basketball court. Whoa. And it weighed more than 40,000 pounds. What kind of cookie was it? Why, it was a giant chocolate chip cookie, of course. Wicked good idea. But if you think that's something, wait till you hear about some cookies that were truly out of this world. In December 2019, astronauts on board the International Space Station baked food in space for the very first time. The food they chose? A batch of five chocolate chip cookies. The astronauts used a special zero-gravity oven to cook the treat, and they soon discovered it takes a lot longer to bake in space. While cookies on Earth are done after about 20 minutes in the oven, the ones in space needed about two hours. Once the astronauts discovered that, the final three cookies they made came out looking great. But the first two, which spent less time in the oven, were undercooked. It happens to the best of us. Chef! I need more little cake globs. Coming. Talk about a real-life cookie monster. Yum, 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 yum. This episode was written by Dave Beaudry and voiced by Charlotte Cohn, Jason Williams, Sheffield Chastain, Jenna Hoban, and Jerry Culver. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Sugar Cookie Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez. Lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production.